0: live from the heartland mama studios this is the heartland mama's podcast i'm your host heidi henry the heartland mama's podcast is available on all podcast platforms youtube tiktok and facebook and proudly part of the demcast usa network as of today we only have 335 more days left To save the USA, 335 more days until the November 5th, 2024 election. So get out there and find something to do to help people win up and down the ticket. I wanted to talk today a little more off the cuff than normal. I wanted to talk about the state of healthcare in America. In 2019, I did a tour of what what the Heartland Mamas have always referred to as the Great Red Divide, which is areas west of us uh, heading towards California. I'm in Illinois, of course. So, I toured healthcare systems in Iowa, uh, Missouri, Nebraska, and Kansas. And there I discovered because some of them did not take healthcare expansion under the ACA, that people would have to drive up to two hours to get to an emergency room or to a doctor's appointment. And if they wanted to deliver a baby, they uh, scheduled uh, an in- inducement. They were induced um, because it was too difficult to get to the hospital on time. So, When I came back home and I talked with my podcast partner, I said, this is coming our way. And I had noticed since 2015 that we've lost six rural healthcare systems to the west of me. So in the northern part of Illinois, to the west and a little to the north and a little to the south, we've lost healthcare systems from Mendota to Streeter to um, LaSalle, Peru, Spring Valley, Sandwich. They close and they become these just huge um, ERs and they get people stable and they either send them home to go to their doctor the next day or they fly them very expensively via helicopter uh, to a, a trauma center or surgical center. And that cost, that helicopter cost, often comes back right onto the consumer. And this is because our hospital systems, our doctors are now owned by private equity. Private equity is usually um, a front for an insurance company like Aetna or United Healthcare or even Blue Cross. And what happens is these firms are in business to make money off the misery of others and that's why our health care premiums have gone up that's why we've lost these rural health care systems that's why when I go to the hospital uh, when I broke my knee last year I waited in the emergency room for four hours just to find out I broke my knee in fact I was getting ready to politely just go home and uh, <laughs> it was it was terrible I was in a lot of excruciating pain and I just I just wanted to go home, put ice on it, and go to bed. Anyway, um, it's really important that I share this with you because of what I experienced this past week with one of my friends. They had fallen and injured themselves very badly. And even though they had Medicare and a, and a co-insurance, um, the local hospital system stabilized them and then got them to drive clear up to Rockford, or had to be driven clear to Rockford to have a five-hour surgery, which then they just sent that person home from. So instead of keeping them overnight to be stable, to save money, they had to go up to Rockford, have the procedure, very lengthy procedure, a long day for everyone involved, the driver, the patient, the doctor, I'm sure, and then sent them home on a lot of pain medication. So instead of Going to a closer hospital, they had to stay in-system, meaning they needed to keep the money in that system instead of referring them to a closer healthcare system that uh, they might not profit from. So uh, this person came back home, was unable to care for themselves and re-injured themselves and had to be driven all the way back up to Rockford, could not go through a local emergency room to be, to be stabilized again, uh, only to be sent back home on more medication uh, to fend for themselves. And I don't know anywhere else in the world, in a civilized nation, a, a, na- a first world nation like ours, that this happens. But when I was did the tour of the Great Red Divide, I saw this as commonplace. This was part of life. You, If you were pregnant and going to deliver a baby, you scheduled your when you would be induced because you didn't dare go into labor because you could have to drive two hours to a labor and delivery center right? So you would schedule your time to be, to have your baby delivered and you'd go out there, you know, Tuesday morning at, at five o'clock in the morning and they'd induce you and then your baby would be born. And that's not how healthcare is supposed to work. Um, out here, when you get shipped via helicopter to a trauma center, it can cost up to $10,000 right out of your pocket. And we have to mitigate these costs for people because people end up in bankruptcy because they had a helicopter ride because there's no hospital systems close by. Now, where I live and just to the east of me, there are more options within driving distance, very close. Uh, It's a different hospital system than the one to the west of me. Perhaps that's the issue. I'm not sure. But I do know that Um, this creates huge hazards for people who are struggling through a medical condition, either through an accident, injury, um, work-related injury. It's impossible to get them stable and take care of them out here. You know, like if they can get to a local emergency center or a smaller hospital, they'll stabilize them, but they're not going to do the procedure there. They're going to ship you off, and you get what you get. I, I know because you know, having done the math over the years and having studied this issue, that if we went from um, purchasing health care, I pay over $1,100 a month for my health care. I'm not old enough to be on Medicare yet. So I purchase my health care every month. I'm not a real big healthcare care user. Last year, breaking my knee, I did use a lot of health care, but I don't normally, uh, knock on wood, require health care uh, to any huge extent. But I know that if I was in a public option, okay, like the VA has, where they have their own uh, funded medical centers and so on, if I was in uh, Medicare, I would have a lot lower premium each month. And you know what? By by up to two thirds, it's a lot of money for a lot of households. But here we are. I've got you know eleven hundred dollars every month in um, premiums. Plus, I have a copay. Plus, I have a yearly deductible, and then in January, that resets all over again, and I'm not even sure I met my deductible for this year. But all I do is pay. Pay, 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 pay. Same as you. Now, we need to get our act together as a country. This is a federal level, although some states have tried to um, solve this on a state-by-state level, uh, to offer a public option for health care. And I had suggested this years ago that we should have a public option here in Illinois, but... Illinois supports the funding is just not right. And at the time that I was suggesting it, we hadn't gotten our act together financially. We've done so much better lately with that. The last few years under governor Pritzker have, we've really improved our health, our um, financial stability here in Illinois. So, but what I'm saying is that we need to take a look at this because I would be paying roughly one third of what I pay for my health care, And, we should have better things we should have better health care. I have a friend of mine that just moved to Portugal because for two thousand dollars a month uh, she gets you know her house uh, her food, her car, uh, her health care uh, she has money left over to travel quite a bit and that's what she does. She's like it's so much cheaper to live in Portugal and you know what none of her ancestors were from were from Portugal. she's got no relationship to it except that You know, it's beautiful there. It is just absolutely beautiful. I have another friend of mine that's moving to Croatia for the same reason. Uh, A lot of people move to Mexico and um, to Central and South America for the same reason. Why can't we do it as well? There's such a boogeyman involved with who pays for the health care, right? We're still paying for it, whether we pay a tax to have a public option. Or we pay a healthcare premium, and if you could choose between sp- paying, say, twelve hundred dollars a year and four or a month and four hundred dollars a month, wouldn't you take the four hundred dollars a month? Wouldn't that extra money really help you? That extra eight hundred dollars a month help you? I know it would help me. So we are at a precipice here. Watching my my friend go through this the last few days has been excruciating. I I know I have different options in in my own healthcare than this person does. And I don't understand why we have to devolve into the haves and have nots for healthcare. I I don't understand that at all. We need to and must do better. Um, Saddling people with these ridiculous uh, helicopter trips for healthcare is horribly expensive and they end up in bankruptcy court. Um, You know, it's still the leading cause of bankruptcy here in the United States is our healthcare system. So we're not doing things right by giving over control to private equity. We are not taking care of our people. And we need to change that on a federal level. And I realize all the states down south that didn't take Medicaid expansion are going to freak out about it. But it's past time. They have to put the benefit and welfare and well-being of the people ahead of political ideology ahead of corporate profits. I don't know that they can do that, but I sure wish they would because this person really suffered for the fact that private equity owns our healthcare systems. Anyway, from the edge of the Great Red Divide, this is Heidi Henry, and this has been the Heartland Mamas podcast. I hope you have a good and very healthy day and year to come.